The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. RT Director General Kevin Backhurst and the Chair of the RT Board, Shuni Raleigh, have been summoned to meet the Minister for Media, Catherine Martin, and her uh, department colleagues this morning about exit payments to senior executives at RTE. Now, I'm joined by Neve Smith, a spokesperson on arts, culture, and Chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaelic Sport and Media, also TD for Cavan. Uh, Neve, good morning to you. Good morning, Pat. And we have also with us Donald O'Donoghue, who's MD of Sanderson Recruitment, really to talk through uh, custom and practice when it comes to people uh, leaving organisations uh, under a cloud or otherwise, shall we say. Uh, Neve, first of all, what do you think of the Minister uh, carpeting the Director General and the Chair of the Board? Well, I think it's unfortunate that she has to do that. As you know, Pat, we had our hearing there as recent as Wednesday and I really had hoped we could draw a line under all of this with with RT and around all of the issues that occurred over the summer months, but it would seem that that is not the case. And that's really in light of RTE's own admission that there have been severance packages. And I think the real issue around this is the the difficulty it would appear for RTE to share that information with the minister and with the committee and with the public at large who Mm -hmm. very much want to get over this hump with RTE and get back to doing the business that they're, you know, most equipped to do, which is public service and entertainment. Uh, but unfortunately, as I said, it seems after our hearing on Wednesday that we're not going to be in a position to do that until we get all the facts and figures from RT around the severance packages, which they uh, spoke about on Wednesday. Yeah. Now, we got some clarity over the weekend uh, that the Rory Coveney package, um, the amounts of money uh, given by RTE to the departing executive would be recouped within uh, a year or so. In other words, it indicated that it would be about a year's salary as uh, uh, the parting settlement, shall we say. Um, so we, we can guess at that if it means that that post was eliminated and has not been uh, refilled, that that's a pure saving. That's their argument. What do you say to that? Well, we're guessing, we're guessing and we don't have the facts and figures and and that's one element of the story. But the other piece that I I think is deeply concerning, Pat, to be honest, is the severance package of Mr. Collins. And the reason I would have concerns about that is that RTE, in its wisdom, and that's in spite of revelations of secrecy and sort of a lack of oversight and you know, an inability or an unwillingness to go to the board for approval on matters, but to not only come to some agreement with Mr. Collins, but also to include in that the confidentiality clause. And I think that was wholly inappropriate for either the DG or the board to agree to or uh, with Mr. Collins in light of the revelations we've seen within RT. Now, do you believe believe there's any place for confidentiality clauses in, in the public sector? I don't, to be honest, yeah, I don't think. Okay, that so that's so therefore, just to, to follow up on that, do we therefore have the right to know what you're paying the D Hotel for the use of that hotel in Drogheda? Do we have the right to know what you're paying Racket Hall? Do we have the right to know what you're paying any of the operators who are providing accommodation for? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So why can't we get that? Well, I mean, I can't, given, speak, you know? I, I can't speak for the for the minister who's responsible for that. I can only speak to the, the matter of. So are you calling that. on your colleague, therefore, to give us that information? I think if it's taxpayers money is being spent, the taxpayer and other members of government are entitled to know that. I don't see an issue around that. But the issue that we're discussing. Yeah. And the no, issue it's just if been, there's a principle involved here that governments should not involve themselves ever in confidentiality agreements 
it might be very difficult to do business with the Irish government. Well, I, as I said, Pat, and to forgive me for repeating myself, I don't see why there would be a confidentiality clause around um, the, the contracts uh, in the public service and that be that with hotels or the matter that we're talking about, which yeah. is exec- former executive members. But remember this, Pat, what's different about this particular matter with RT is this is in the height of revelations about lack of governance, lack of oversight and inability for the board to work to work because it wasn't given information. In fact, yeah. in some cases it was given wrong and inaccurate information and that is against a backdrop of yeah. RT. So, so you're really saying, uh, Niamh, that, that they were terribly unwise, if not foolish, uh, to enter into confidentiality agreements at a time when transparency was being called for. Absolutely. We, we have seen, had months of revelations within RTE. We were promised that under a new DG and a new head of that board, that there would be no more secrets, that there would be full transparency. And I think it was wholly unwise of the DG or the board to approve further uh, a confidentiality clause with any mm. executive, particularly an executive who was involved in the revelations that we've seen with the RTE in the last couple of months. Yeah. Um, what about the individuals themselves? Uh, I mean, they may have sought this confidentiality because there's no doubt when you depart an organisation, Richard Collins was there as the the chief financial officer and didn't perform terribly well in front of the the committees. And um, Rory Coveney kind of fell on his sword saying, yeah, it was part of my remit to supervise Toy Show the musical. And therefore, you know, I'm, I'm going. But generally, when executives agree to go peremptorily like that, there is a price to be paid in any, you know, be it a, yeah. a bank, a private company, a tech company, uh, a, a grocery chain, whoever yeah. might be sort of persuaded to go, generally there's a I sweetener. Accept that. I, I accept that there are, you know, laws that have to be abided to. These people entered into contracts and I don't know what those original contracts were and it, it, it's not going to be the most straightforward thing in the world to exit these people. My difficulty really, though, is the lack of transparency and this unwillingness to be straight and honest with the Minister and with the Committee as to what those severance packages were, either for Mr Covey or Mr um, Collins. And I really do have a particular difficulty around this idea that a new DG or a new head of a board could approve, uh, including in that a confidentiality clause. I don't see a place for it in this particular instance with RT. So do you have therefore no confidence in Shuni Rahala as chair of the board and Kevin Backhurst as director general? Well, I await to hear the outcome of the meeting today, Pat. As you know, the minister has summoned them in. I think that only deepens the crisis for RT and it's a really, really unhelpful position to find themselves in. And if they had come to the committee meeting and put everything on the table, they were asked a number of times, was there anything else here that the committee should know about or should hear about? And obviously the severance packages is. There was a whole report dedicated to that. It was an obvious question to be asked and I think it's obvious information for both the minister, the committee and the general public to expect to hear from. Them. Um, do, do you believe that if you got that information or if the minister got the information on the, the, the two individuals mentioned that that would be the end of the matter or uh, reading over the weekend there are questions over other severance packages? Well, if I was in the DG's shoes and, and um, the chair of the board, I'd become with all the information on this and, not, and preempting the questions that might come beyond that and trying to get everything out there because we are 
really seeking to draw a line under this. Nobody wants to see this tobacco go on because as long as it continues, it further damages the entity of RT, it further damages public confidence and that really important piece around TV license and future funding of RT into the future. It's in their best interest to come in with all the details of all the severance packages, particularly mm. the severance packages that have been under the reign of the new DG and the new chair. Mm. Uh, Neve, if you just stay with us for a moment or two because you might like to hear what uh, Donald O'Donoghue, the MD of Sanders and recruitment has got to say because uh, he's with me in the studio. Donald, uh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, um, are you shocked, dismayed, surprised by what you've learned about severance packages? Well, I, I'm not completely shocked. It's, this is fairly common practice. And what I'm, I suppose, comparing it to, when you look at where there have been issues around corporate governance and, and voluntary severance or uh, negotiated severance packages in the media in recent years, you look at what happened in retail banking and the packages that were on offer when the re, uh, when the pillar banks wanted to downsize after the global financial crisis, they were offering approximately three weeks pay per year worked. So if you take somebody who's worked for 10 or 12 years for a company, you're looking at perhaps 36 weeks pay. So the scenario that you're describing there where, you know, 52 weeks pay, there's, there's a four month difference there. But you have to look at things like the tenure of the employee, the terms of the contract, what the notice period in the contract uh, and so on. The golden parachute used to be, I suppose, reserved for the CEO. But what we're seeing now with these severance packages is that they seem to be extended to more senior executives. And the moral hazard that you have with this is that it can lead to risky decision making. Because, you know, that's the whole idea of being called a golden parachute. You make a bad decision or there's a poor strategic initiative that results in losses for a company and it's not going to affect me yeah. because I've got my golden parachute. So that's, I think, what we need to be really, really uh, uh, ca- uh, careful about. We can't see severance packages as a reward for failure. But sometimes it is, I mean, the politicians themselves gives themselves uh, small amounts of money, but disappointment money when the electorate throws them out. You know, so the, the principle of uh, getting some help when you're on your uppers, as it were, be you a politician or an RTE executive, um, the principle is already there. Well, and know, established, as I say, even within the politi- uh, politicians exactly. uh, themselves. And as, and as you said, there's a contract of employment there that's ending prematurely. So there has to be some compensation uh, for that. But I think there's, there's a number of protections that, uh, that we need to make sure about. And we also, I suppose, you know, in an ideal situation with public interest, you want visibility on the level of compensation because there's a huge difference between a year's pay at one level and a year's pay at another level. And it, I suppose these kind of severance packages can, mm. I suppose, perpetuate the, this uh, is the why, pay by the way, inequality in, between the, the general workforce and senior yeah, executives. But in, in redundancies, often there's a ceiling on the amount that can be paid. That's right. So, yeah, so statutory re- redundancy is two weeks per year worked, uh, capped at 600 euros per week with one week bonus week but you know you're not that's not going to be attractive to a senior executive that you want to get into a mutual agreement with for them to exit the organization and in terms of fairness i think we have to look at as you said we're talking about an organization that's going through change that's looking at the viability of the organization they've had some senior executives leave through retirement so there's no cost with that they've had some senior executives leave to take up opportunities elsewhere so there isn't a cost with that so perhaps when they're looking at it in, in the round they're saying this is a, a much slimmed down leadership team and actually to exit uh, a senior executive at you know circa a year's reward might actually be seen as good value in, in what, overall. What about the whole question of confidentiality? You know, uh, Neve was saying there that there's no place for it really in this kind of uh, situation because 
you know, part of the problem with RTE was the accusations of a lack of transparency. Um, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, in any other circumstance, you would say the individual, the employee has a right to privacy. And it is common practice when you're negotiating one of these exits that there'll be legal advisors for both parties, for the employer and the employee. And it's pretty standard that a confidentiality clause will be in any of those agreements. The complexity with this is that it's a matter of public interest. And as Neve said, around taxpayer money, so that's the that's yeah. the, the dichotomy but there. Would those uh, kind of deals exist with confidentiality clauses in the public sector? You know, we've probably had, if we go back uh, over semi-states and all the rest, we probably have had departures. I would imagine there's been plenty because it's very difficult to get these deals done. Uh, if there's a if there's a clause like that that one party isn't willing to agree to, it's it's a negotiation, isn't it? There's you know the, it's going to go back and forth between le- legal advisors for both parties until the agreement is reached. So sometimes these mm-hmm. are necessary to get the deal done. Yeah, and if you go back, say the late Eddie O'Connor, who's a, a very good friend of mine, he was dumped out of Board Namona um, by basically a minister, and. Uh, I can imagine there was probably a confidentiality uh, agreement there, but thank God he was dumped out because he went on to achieve really wonderful things. Amazing things. Yeah, so who knows what Rory Coveney may achieve in in time. So, Neve, listening to all of that, um, you know, in respect to individuals, there is probably even human respect, I suppose, if someone is being persuaded to leave any organisation, be it state, uh, semi-state, or uh, private organisations that in deference to the hurt individuals may suffer, they get paid off. I I think we're actually on the same page here, Pat. I do accept that there are, you know, guidelines there to be followed in terms of what somebody is entitled to when they are exiting, when they are resigning, when they're being made redundant. And I don't think anybody within the committee disputes that. The difficulty I have around this particular issue is a confidentiality clause being agreed to and signed up to by a DG and by a chair of a board that had promised transparency. And I have no doubt in my mind that they would have realised that this would pose a big problem, not just for the committee, but for the minister themselves and the general public. And I think that's the issue really at the heart of this. It doesn't go along with this promise of openness, transparency, and um, it, it does kind of perpetuate this idea that there were secret deals done. And I'm not saying that that is the case, but it doesn't help our situation and trying to get past this with RT and moving on to what we really want to be talking about, which is funding it into the future. And it really, yeah. I suppose, infuriates other staff, ordinary workers within RT as well. Um, you've been doing a very good job with your own committee and you've run it very well. Um, but there are people making the political accusation, like one of our listeners, uh, give RTE and us a break. Let Kevin Backers get on with his job. We're sick of politicians grandstanding. Why not tackle the omni shambles that is the children's hospital? In other words, this diversion of RTE is great for the politicians because really you can point all the fingers you like at the board, uh, given the job of finishing the children's hospital but the decisions made by politicians are at the heart of this omni shambles, and we don't see them being hauled before their own committees uh, to answer for their mistakes and very expensive mistakes. So, can I say, Pat? Um, I, I have really made an absolute effort to run this committee with fairness and respect, and I do believe there is a personal cost and price being paid for the exec- to the executive members who have been thrown into this. 
um, you know, real media circus, if you like, around it. But I have to say, most of it is of their own doing. And we are, as I said, my 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 intention at the end of our hearing last Wednesday was to draw a line under this, to allow breathing space. And we, I think we have given the DG uh, breathing space and the board to, you know, steady the ship, to bring um, sort of... Uh, bit of peace if you like to the organization to allow it get on the job that it needs to do but as i said the the purpose of the committee meeting on wednesday was to go through the two reports commissioned by rt which is toy show the musical the exit packages and i think we have moved on on the first piece which is the toy show the musical and coming before the committee without all the facts and figures in front of us and themselves around the exit package really is their own fault and it probably has led to the minister summons in the min again this morning. Right, we uh, await the outcome of uh, that meeting. But Neve, thank you very much for joining us. And Neve Smith is spokesperson on Arts and Culture Chair of the Arathus Committee on Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaelic Sport and Media and of course TD for Cavan. Thank you very much. And Donal O'Donoghue, MD of Sanderson Recruitment, thank you very much for throwing light on customer and practice right throughout uh, the employment sector. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.